Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Super Rugby Trans-Tasman Round 4 Review. Hi, I'm Paul and I'll be your host this evening and i'll be honest with you folks i was a bit knackered and i thought you know what if nobody joins me i'm just not going to bother this week i'm going to take this week off but about 10 seconds before we had to go live stephen harris stepped in so how are you doing sir not too bad a little bit a little bit tired after what's been a big weekend but uh gee paul i couldn't let listen we can't let down your patreons mate they want all the updated information about all the rugby and the TTRS rugby, mate. So I just had to support you, mate. But, hey, don't mind if we do a pretty quick quick show this evening, if you know what I mean, if you're that tired. Yeah, we might. We, we, we might. We'll see. Um, now, so, look, uh, the reason you're tired is you've, uh, you, you've been doing a bit of driving, haven't you? Uh, so, uh, and a bit of work yesterday. Um, um, but first off, point of order, where were, where were the post-match interviews? I didn't see any of them on, uh, on New Zealand Sports Radio. What happened to you, sir? Mate, to be honest, I ended up doing three commentaries in a row. Um, there wasn't much time between each each commentary, and I've got to admit, I was quite shattered after I'd done the done the third one. I basically had to race off to see an auntie, get showered, get changed, and be back at the dinner. And there was just wasn't, to be honest, there wasn't a lot of time. Um, quite disappointed that I didn't get to post too many photos, but there will be a lot of photos that come out on the Northland uh, website. Um, around about next weekend, but I probably I'll talk a little bit more about it on on Tuesday night when we uh, jump onto the uh, driving wall at eight pm on Tuesday evening, Paul. <laughs> oh well, we can hear the uh, we can hear the stories then about you uh, uh, catching up and um, having photos with uh, Portia Woodman uh, and her um, and her dad, uh, for example. Did you? Uh, did you get the first dance with her or something like that? And it wasn't disco at the, at the event. I don't know. Um, we'll have to, we'll have to, no, we'll have to I don't. Wait she, Tuesday to find out. Uh, oh, I would have. I would have gladly asked her for a dance. Then she would have probably said, "And you are." <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I will. I will say I did ask her for. I did ask her for a photo with her, with her dad because the childhood legend. And she did say only if I'm in the photograph. So hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Uh, so look, yeah, I'd say uh, great, great for you to look. Uh, like you caught us with some great people, and a great time was had by all up there for New for uh, Northland's centennial centennial um, celebrations. Obviously, folks, well, not obviously, but um, it is the hundred and first year because last year was their centenary. But unfortunately, due to COVID, obviously they've had to um, delay things a year. So well done uh, to Campbell and the crowd up there putting the um, putting order on on a great weekend's um, worth of celebrations up there. Um, there's more events to come, I believe, uh, in golf days and things like that. So uh, do uh, keep your eye out on that uh, on, on that one, and obviously uh, we'll get some uh, we'll, we'll we'll get the stories as to really as to to who uh, who who drinks too much at um, at these sort of celebrations, which uh, which rugby players um, misbehave themselves, all from Stephen on uh, on Tuesday evening on the Driving Mall Show. Um, been a quiet weekend for me from a rugby point of view. I guess I headed down to Papamoa. Uh, to uh, watch Papamoa FC versus Auckland United in the uh, Kelly Shepherd uh, Cup, the uh, second round of that, which is the 
women's um, sort of equivalent of the FA Cup here in New Zealand. And uh, boy, uh, the uh, Papamoa had a tough time of it, losing 9-0. Um, better than the 20-0 scoreline we saw, but um, uh, so uh, well done to Papamoa. Uh, testing themselves out against one of the top sides in the country there uh, in the football. I didn't, uh, but because the Chiefs played over in Australia, I didn't actually head over to that game. And also because it's Queen's Birthday's weekend, uh, the uh, there were no premiership games in uh, um, Thames Valley yesterday, so I didn't get to any of those games either. So, yeah, so quiet weekend of rugby, uh, on the rugby front for me. Um, it's a bit, a bit of a rare one. Um, but we kicked off on Friday night with uh, the uh, Crusaders um, versus the uh, Force uh, over um, there. And look, a game that I think we all came into this one thinking, uh, look, big win for the uh, Crusaders. 20-odd um, points uh, was my, I think 25, 25 points was the margin that I put down for this one. Now, you and I had a chat straight after the game with our post-match reaction to this one. So, folks, for um, for all the hot takes, you can go back and check that out on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Um, but uh, I think something we can probably say about uh, most of the games this round is uh, that um, we are seeing more fight um, from the Australian teams, and they keep themselves in the games much better uh, this, uh, this this week. Yeah, and I, and I think on Friday night, the key was getting away to a good start. And they scored an excellent excellent try through Tony Pulu. And and I think you're probably fine. You know, it just gave them a little bit of confidence with the start. But, you know, overall, you, you, you're very much, very much right. Um, I think we've probably gone into some preconceived ideas, especially after the first few weeks that these will all be one-sided romps. But uh, it, it's fair to say that it's... Uh, taken the Australian teams a, a few weeks to get used to the physical contact the style of play which the New Zealand teams um, bring bring to, to this particular competition but uh, listen it, it's it's actually been pleasing if we can see these gradual improvements across the board from these Australian sides you can still see there's a difference in, in skill level Paul and it's just the, the little things um, that hurt these sides and and of course, thinking back to Friday, Friday night, and that's just just the sort of thing. Good segue into how the um, <clears throat> that the force actually let the Crusaders back in for their first couple of tries. Yeah, and um, this is it's, it's one of the, the, the it's it's just how um, uh, clinical uh, the, the the sides can be. Um, I, there was a whole bunch of comments around that this uh, that the Crusaders arrested players, but when you looked at their side, sure. Um, David Havili wasn't playing, um, but um, but then again, uh, we we I mean the, the his replacements were also um, first um, were, were, were I'd say for your first choice um, on this one. Uh, the only real big difference uh, from a normal week was that they didn't have Richard Moanga um, playing at ten, um, and we saw I guess the what he brings to this team as far as organisation um, and uh, spotting an opportunity uh, as well, and so perhaps. Yeah, they did take a little while um, to get going. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a, a turnover ball, um, spun wide to Wenor, who kicked ahead. Matei Ali chases it down and uh, scores. Um, so that was obviously, as I say, from turnover ball, very quick um, one there. Um, Jordan, um, who uh, uh, sort of made, made, perhaps didn't have the, um, uh, the, had a bit of an on off game, didn't he? And he got stepped by, um, uh, by Pulu for that first try. Uh, got taken on the outside, but also scored two tries. So um, the uh, perhaps a bit like uh, someone, a bit like um, Jordy Barrett, a few couple of a few seasons back, where we're all kind of like, yeah, really good player, but has a mistake in him. And I think we've got the same here in Will Jordan, but he just doesn't seem to be taking the same flack about it um, that, uh, that Jordy did. Yeah, ex exactly. Hey, I was just thinking to myself, Paul. Um, three three or four weeks is a long time in rugby. If you can think back to almost a month ago, we were we were thinking to ourselves, out of the three three players we just spoke about, who could you possibly look at fullback if you include DMEC in the conversation? But um, you know, for one reason or another, they all seem to have uh, maybe gone off the ball. In the case of DMEC, um, he's gone into a three week suspension. But you'd have to say, you know, Geordie and Geordie, and, and we'll get to his performance, but also along with Jordan, um, yeah, definitely nowhere near their best over this weekend. Yep. Um, 
And uh, I, to, to, yeah, to say he wasn't at his best, he's still, as I say, he still scored two tries um, in this one, uh, and just show that he is a um, uh, he, he is, he's a great um, um, attacking force there. Um, look, we, we had a couple of tries um, disallowed one for um, for knock on uh, in that first half. I think one of the things that uh, came out through this uh, weekend is we had disallowed tries um, that looked at things that in general play. Um, would not be um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Would not be would not would not be looked at, but just because it's a try, it gets looked at, and therefore um, it ends up being called. Uh, which um, I'm not sure if that's a, a if that's a good or a bad thing, but um, yeah, it's just something else we would have to be aware of, uh, particularly in the last game. Uh, a couple of, of, of obstructions would never be called during general play, but um, were looked at because it was because it was a try um, on. Look, I mean, the force had um, 61% possession, 62% territory in this one. Um, but um, one of the things we talked about was just, I wonder if we didn't talk about is, is, is that gain line thing. Um, they, I mean, the force made more clean breaks than the Crusaders and yet ran 270 metres for 129 run, meters, of 129 runs. The Crusaders, 329 metres, so an extra um, nearly 60 metres more, but of 86 runs, uh, what, 45 less runs for a, for an extra um, 60 metres, for an extra 60 metres running, uh, which just shows you, yeah, that the, they're just finding those gaps, finding that weak shoulder they, and, and getting over that game line, which the, um, uh, which, which the forces weren't doing, even if they were holding onto the ball. Yeah, exactly. I think we, we spoke about that. If you, if you could hold onto the, the pool for long periods, but if you're getting in behind the team, I think you'll get a bit of pay dirt out of that. But if you're just going side to side to side and getting nowhere, it's only really a matter of time before you're going to turn ball over at breakdown. Um, and that's probably always been the issue for the uh, for the Western Force, even if you think back a week ago against Hurricane. Same problem. Holding on to a lot of ball, but going nowhere. Yep. Um the uh, I mean the, the force were reduced to fourteen men at the end there, not because of a card, but because of injuries, um, and uh, had used all of their replacements. Um, some of that I think uh, that, that I've talked about, about before um, that perhaps ref, perhaps uh, coaches shouldn't be uh, automatically using all their replacements. Perhaps they should be keeping someone spare for that kind of situation. Um, we uh, had a strange situation where there was a turnover, the time was up, and suddenly um, Godwin decided to kick deep and you're like what what are you doing he's kicking the ball away but uh, there was no one back there Oliver Feller won the race um, and denied the Crusaders a losing bonus point oh, sorry a try bonus point um, in this one um, with that score finishing 21 29 to 21 I mean the result was always going to be a Crusaders win but well done for the force for keeping uh, for keeping in touch I, I think so Paul it, it's this is you know we want to see reasonably tight games you know I don't think anybody gets any joy out of seeing one-sided contests. I must admit, I've probably spent a little bit too much time looking at a, a certain site where if Australian teams get beaten by 50, 60 points, they're moaning about the standard of the Australian sides. And if you get tight, close games, they start moaning about the <laughs> official, especially if their team is, is, is involved. All of a sudden, it gets too close and the official is, is the issue. Um, you know... I, I was once given a bit of advice by a very good coach who's no longer with us, Coach Dawkins B, for many years, Tank Herring. And he said to me, listen, we can blame officials all we like, but if you go out and play a game and you've got 70% accurate activation, you're in, you're in the zone in terms of winning a game. If you're 80, you should basically be really pleased with that. And if you're 90, you should win every day of the week and twice on Sunday. And I said, oh, why not 100? He said, no rugby team plays the perfect 100% uh, game. And he's dead right. And if you if you think about it, sometimes we, we come down on officials. But if you look at the number of mistakes that players will make during the game, you know, they're not, they're not often uh, spoken about. Yeah, players make way more mistakes than uh, the, than the officials do. Uh, that's that's very much, for, but uh, the officials get called up uh, when they do make a mistake. Uh, whereas players, oh, he dropped that pass. Yes, well, that's that happens. Um, or he didn't spot an overlap. 
or, or, or whatever. Uh, those sort of things don't they don't get to, the, the, the scrutiny around those is not to the same level um, as it is for uh, the uh, for the officials. Um, moving on, then we have the uh, battle of the colours or battle of the primary colours. I mean, it was geez, it was kind of like how how, how specific do you want to get? Uh, looking at some of the hashtags. Um, that were being used for this one with the reds versus the um, blues. Um, lots of turnovers from both sides early on in this one. Um, it's uh, yeah, a bit a bit uh, a bit kind of messy to get to, to, to get us going. Um, the blues uh, clearly taking this as a, uh, a a game that they knew they had to win um, rather than some of the games where we've seen teams go out and chase try bonus points. They took a three early on, which I like to see um, in this one. Um, so yeah, treat, treating the game with the with, with the right amount of respect uh, that the Reds need as champions of um, Super Rugby AU. Um, in this one, um, the uh, again uh, liking um, uh, Zane Sullivan uh, in this one, um, uh, he injected um, and uh, they managed to uh, get a good break out of their own half. He's playing pretty well. Uh, this was really a close game that re that uh, kind of got decided by a yellow card um, in the end um, on uh, uh, this one. Um, the uh, Puanga Mosa um, collapsing wall um, was sent to um, the uh, was sent to the bin, uh, and during the next ten minutes, uh, the uh, Papulihi bashed over um, from a lineup um, after a lineup wall was sacked, um, and uh, Talia. Um, also, uh, the uh, goes over untouched as he uh, took uh, uh, as, as, he, as he took the ball well, and that ten point lead um, really just um, was the difference between these two sides in the end. Taking mm. being able to capitalise when he had a man up was a key thing. Mm. Oh, look, listen, I, I think the I think the Blues went out with a a specific game plan, and it was it was built on some very very strong defence. As well, the, the Reds just couldn't get across the ad advantage line, and they just pretty much bullied them at the end of the day. I was reading a stat somewhere where uh, Dalton Papali, Tom Robinson, and um, GTC GTC Tilti Kelly made uh, over close to sixty tackles and missed none. Crazy, um, absolutely crazy stat, um, and it just shows you what a defensive wall they put up. So they just pretty much. They've pretty much played how they've played all, all, all season. I, I, I probably question how much work they've done with their backline play. It's been a bit skittery, but they will pounce on opportunities and they will grind you until you pretty much run out of numbers. Yeah, my stats are slightly different. I've got uh, the, the they've got here. I've got so Calciotti, uh, twenty tackles, non missed. Tom Robinson, fourteen non missed. Papali, he's seventeen, missed one. I mean, geez, slacker. Um, Eklund, yeah. <laughs> um, Eklund, twelve. Uh, one missed, um, two of Pilotu, 10, one missed. Yeah, they, they yeah, it's a very good defensive. Akiri Wani missed a few, Hodgman missed four, um, TJ Fayani missed four, but made 13. Uh, so there were a few missed tackles in there, but as you say, that's sort of that. that if, you, if you want to try, you're not going to go through the middle of this team, um, with the Blues, you've got to, you've got to have something more about you than that. Um, as Aaron says, Blues forwards in control. Um, for the win in this one. And that's uh, essentially how the Blues are having to play. Because as you say, that back line hasn't, for, for, for all the, uh, the, the the attacking brilliance there, it just it hasn't really fired this year. Uh, yeah, exactly. And it's probably fair to say that final score probably flattered the, the Reds a little bit. Paul, like, you know, there was a marginal, probably a marginal line ball, call it what you like, to, um, <clears throat> was it Harry Wilson? You know, off a, off a short ball and and it live it looked forward, but you know you rely on the officials to do their thing. And then there was a looked like what a uh, looked like a little bit of a knock on and a ruck, which another Queensland Reds player pounced on. So you know, and um, to be honest, apart from that sort of late try that made it a little bit closer. Actually, don't think they were. I don't know if they were ever in that game as close as the scoreline suggests. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, possibly. Uh, the, um, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, Harry Wilson had a really good game. That's true. And you got to remember that the Reds here. I mean, Octon Wright says that um, the Reds have a new good fullback in McKit um, McCready. 
Now, McCready hadn't even been training with the team. He was playing with the club side and he got called up at the last minute because of injuries. Um, so uh, when you think that, um, which team was it? I think the uh, w- w- one of the, um, uh, trying to think now it was, uh, yeah, the, the Waratah thing who came over um, also um, had to call up a prop and fly out who'd never trained with the team before. Um, it shows you that the Australian, I mean, we've had us injuries on, over this side um, and uh, I guess, I guess love was caught up into the, the Hurricanes team, uh, but on the whole, they've managed to use players. Whilst play, players have been called up, they've been they've supplemented the squad rather than having to go straight into game on, on game day. Whereas uh, we're seeing here that uh, yeah, the, the some of the Australian squads perhaps running a bit thin um, at the moment with the number of injuries that they're having uh, and having to pull in club players who haven't had any um, uh, time with the team, which is uh, well. Uh, as, as I say, well done to McCready, but he should never have been put in that situation, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Injuries, injuries definitely started to bite. But you know, the, the really good, the really good thing about it, at least they're introducing some new guys into this level of rugby. I listen, I, I think they can only get better. Really, mm. really, and truthfully, I can only think they'll get better. I'm, I'm hearing there could be about two or three players coming back from overseas, and you know, if you can insert those players into certain positions like this. There are some teams that will have to <clears throat> definitely go to the market. You know, we, we spoke about the, the force on Friday, not, not so much tonight, about how, di- how different a team they would be if they had a, maybe a little bit more of a running playmaker in, in their team. But um, from a Blues point of view, listen, they did what they had to do. The cards of all, after the results of the weekend, I'm sure you'll let us know how the table looks at the end. It seems as though the cards have fallen into place. But don't take your last game for granted, mate. Yeah, and uh, very impressed that Don Gunu knocked over three with a very good kick later on. And you're like, what? Where did that one come from? <laughs> um, not uh, didn't realise he was a kicker, but uh, well done with that uh, with, with with that one. Um, and uh, um, Sullivan and Lamb both need to um, have a chat with each other as to who's going to tackle Don Gunu because both of you just looking at him as he catches the crossfield kick was not a pretty look for that last try. But as you say. Um, Blues did what they needed to do, got themselves the win, uh, and uh, got out of jo- dodge um, with the with a twenty-four to thirty-one. Uh, the uh, Reds could have uh, get themselves a sniff sniff of winning it at the end there, but um, yeah, it wasn't to be. And as you say, probably didn't deserve um, to be there either. Moving on to uh, Saturday then, and we had the uh, Highlanders versus the Waratahs, or um, or a, or a game of basketball. Um, for the uh, for the first half at least, um, which was uh, I, I, I don't know what it is about the Waratahs because look this isn't the first time this has happened this season um, where uh, um, uh, where they are um, they, they've dragged the opposition into a yeah a, a scoring fest um, is the Waratahs uh, attack really that good that it breaks down defenses. Um, I can't believe it really is, to be honest with you. Um, but somehow they sucker teams into um, this, uh, this this uh, this high scoring thing. Um, great hands put um, to a play through and uh, uh, for, for Collins to score uh, initially. The Waratahs took the three, but then came back with a try of their own. And then it was try for try for try for try. Um, and uh, look, the Highlanders were having some discipline issues. Uh, and uh, they were leading 26 to 20, um, giving the with, with, with time sort of running out of the half. And the Waratahs decided to take three. And it was like, is that really a good option? Uh, because, you know, after kickoff, you, they're going to score back. You're not going to keep them out. So perhaps you should have, uh, perhaps that was a time to go for the corner or take a tap or whatever um, and make sure that time ran out. Um, and that you got uh, you got in at six points down or hopefully scored 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 some points after the buzzer. Um, because yes, they knocked over the three, which normally is the right option, but that just meant that the uh, the Highlanders got another, another opportunity, um, went over, and suddenly it's a ten point lead instead at uh, thirty three to twenty three. So perhaps perhaps a time when you shouldn't be scoring uh, there for the Tars. I, I I agree, Paul. I uh, I didn't see this game live, but I made a habit to watch the uh, replay this afternoon and. You know, even though I, I sort of knew the final score at the time, I'm thinking to myself, man, show some intent, kick to the corner, and even if you don't get it wrong, you're still on attack. You go, you walk into that halftime shed, 
<clears throat> excuse me, only six points down. But to then kick that penalty, go back, and then concede the try to Nareki was just uh, pretty much a punch in the stomach. Um, and uh, and it was a punch in the stomach that they uh, never really recovered from. No, because in the second half, they didn't score at all. Um, so we're not quite sure what uh, what their oranges were like in the sheds. Uh, <laughs> uh, it did not work for them. Um, and uh, the Highlanders, I mean, the Highlanders weren't. Um, uh, I'm not sure they were at, at, at uh, were, were, were ticking on properly either in that second half. But De Groot um, got himself a couple of tries, uh, and they pulled out to a 59 to 23 win. But that required two late on tries. Um, for the most of that second half, it was um, yeah. It, it, neither side was really really managing to fire. That's the highest ever. Score for the Landers against the Waratahs. So congratulations to them. I think the Waratahs have picked up a few of those records this year. Um, and um, the uh, and, and go Willie uh, from Twitter makes a good point. He had some some good players here. That um, Scott Gregory uh, is uh, has been going well um, now that he's been put into um, the centres rather than being playing out of position at fullback. Same for Michael Collins, who knocked on right says how well Michael Collins is playing now. He's leaving, but again. Uh, he's been played in this proper position, not fullback in the centres, which is great to see. Caleb Trask, um, a really good young player who just just need more time at um, this uh, uh, this um, at, at, at this one, and um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see if Michael Collins ends up going and playing for Wales because um, he is well qualified. Yeah, probably. On, on, just on Michael Collins, I, I think probably. Close to his best performance of the season, um, mm. in, in in this particular game, I thought I thought he was I thought he was very good. Usually, been highlighting uh, Scott Gregory, and I think Scott Gregory again had a solid enough game. Although probably in one of those tries that was scored by the the Waratahs, there was maybe a slight misread in in, in defence. But all in all, I thought definitely the best game from Michael Collins. But I also want to highlight. The second to last try that the Highlanders scored because it was probably one of their better better tries because it was it was set up it was off a set piece line out and it was really so simple it was just basically first five to to Scott Gregory who hit the midfield got uh, t- taken in a good tackle by Lockie Swinton and they seemed to be having a <laughs> I don't know what it is but uh, a, a bit of bit of verbals which carried on for the next twenty minutes but then a switch back to the left hand side. And they just used a floating runner, which just created a little bit of deception and, you know, just threw the hands out to Nareki, try in the corner. You know, just such a simple move. You know, there's another side that I'd wish would come up with a with a move as, as simplistic <laughs> as that. But, you know, once again, it just it just pretty much emphasises how big coaching is when it comes to backline play. Am I, am I being a bit over the top there, Paul? No, I think it's true. I, you're probably right. I mean, because look, I mean, Kane Hamilton was in this one, um, and um, uh, for 72 minutes, he also played more minutes tonight or in that game than he's played all season. Uh, so well done to him uh, in 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 uh, in that one. Um, Aaron Smith actually even uh, quote tweeted my picture of him in the box. Um, that's uh, with his flat cap on, saying how he would stepped into uh, Tony Brown's role. Of being the, the flat cap wearer in the uh, in the box, a must for this uh, Highlanders team. Um, Nocturne Wright says, "Is Billy Harmon close to the All Black selection than Karifi? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Karifi's a wonderful super player. I'd, I do not see him as an international player. Yeah, yeah. Billy Harmon, in, in terms of the picking order, yeah, he's in your he's in your top maybe four, three or four in the country easily. And uh, I think he, when I last read a stat somewhere where. I think his tackle rate is is absolutely incredible, and if well, if Michael Collins wasn't the close to the man of the match, I think Billy Harmon was probably right up there as well. Definitely the uh, the best two. Um, also, be remiss of us, Paul, not to mention uh, the uh, young uh, replacement um, uh, halfback, uh, is it Ascot, who made his uh, his debut uh, for the uh, Highlanders. He played, if you recall, he was the understudy. Uh, to Kane Hamilton last year in the Otago uh, Mitre 10 Cup team. So congratulations to the young guy on his debut. But there's also a photo doing the rounds on the social network of, uh, I think, back in 2013 when he was a young young boy getting his autograph signed by uh, Aaron Smith. Talk about <laughs> field old. <laughs> Talk about <laughs> field old. <laughs> um, 
yeah, it's just it's it's fantastic. Uh, we'll try we'll try and get a copy of that pitch picture and maybe pop it up, Paul. But uh, yeah, congratulations to the young guy. At the end of the day, real uh, comfortable win for the Highlanders. Happy for Camino um, as as well. The number eight, he um, boy, he's been good for the Highlanders all season. Yeah, no, he has been very good. Um, but um, to be calling him uh, rookie of the season. I think is, a, is, is, is just just because this is his first first season at um, at the Highlanders. Uh, look, he is hardly what you call a rookie at this level, being a, an established international. So, um, yeah, I think I think it's, it's a bit bit harsh on some of the other players and their chance of um, of, uh, of doing that one. Um, the um, uh, the fact that that, that Kay Hamilton came off after seventy two minutes, giving Ascot only eight minutes, shows you that that's that. Um, yeah, again, uh, made a question mark there around the Highlanders coaching um, or, or their trust in Ascot. Uh, maybe, maybe could have given him closer to twenty minutes. Maybe I don't know. Uh, just eight minutes there um, when the game was already gone. Yeah, I, I think they just wanted to make sure the game was pretty much iced yep. before they um, they went ahead. And I think once once um, uh, Ben Tiriki Nicholas had touched down, I think yeah, let, let's give. I think we've got this one safely in the bag. No, he was on for that one. So he came on after the Nariki try oh, okay. um, at 52-23. But even so, yeah, at that point, it was well gone um, already. Um, so, look, the Hurricanes, uh, sorry, the, the Waratahs, look, they're playing with more intent. They're growing, but they are essentially a a very young, inexperienced team that's been put together at the last minute. And uh, and, and it's shown all the way through Super Rugby this year, both Super Rugby AU and Super Rugby Altera. Uh Look, the problem isn't with the coaches. The problem is with the uh, senior office who weren't willing to pay the money to keep the players they needed to keep, essentially. Um, and that's, uh, no, that's been their problem. Um, we followed that over to Canberra to the to the Brumbies' first home game of the tournament, which is just nuts. We're into round four now, uh, and the Brumbies get their first home game. Uh, so anyone who's kind of like, who um, think I've been harping on badly about... Uh, how how this how the Australian side has been mistreated by the um, schedule. Um, this really shows it. To be honest with you, um, the Brumbies came out um, with a nice uh, um, scrum half sneak. I think we had a, quite a few scrum half sneaks this weekend uh, off the bottom of rucks uh, to score the points. Um, that was um, equ- uh, uh, it's, uh, even up by um, the uh, third line out more of the game. Yeah, the Hurricanes line up more really not not functioning great, but after three attempts, eventually got the try um, as uh, Coles broke off and uh, got over Karifi, shoulders to the head, um, and uh, people said, "Oh, but the other player was was dropping." Maybe he was, um, but Karifi's arm was down by his side. He was he was wrapping with one arm, but uh, the shoulder that hit that arm was nicely tucked away, and you got to wrap with both arms, really. So he was a little bit lucky to me for the um, uh, for um, uh, on, on on that one um, that uh, that they gave him. Oh yes, he's rapping. Yeah, well, yes, kind of. Um, so, uh, but the, the so the Hurricanes, to their credit, uh, did very well during that uh, ten minutes. Um, didn't allow the Brumbies to score uh, and uh, took a seven to ten lead in at half time. Um, in this one. Um, Geordie's kick. Geordie then, for some reason, changed boots at half time uh, and, uh, and and came out in the second half with his non-kicking boots on um, and uh, missed um, three penalties um, in this one. Uh, as uh, the um, the Brumbies got the only score of the second half, which was an unconverted try to win the game, twelve uh, ten. Ardi Tavea, although they got over the line. Uh, only called back for an Ardi Surveyor knock-on that was, uh, as I say, one of those ones would only be looked at and called um, if there's a try on the line. Um, And the Canes, to to their credit, really did up the tempo in that final 10 minutes, but just couldn't get the points um, to sue them home, Stephen. You pretty much hit it on the head, but I've got to mention that Iki Toe try. Um, Gee, there was some great work from... Nick White in the in the lead up to that try and just to get get the pass off, but once again, right, at, there was a tackle that needed to be made by I think it might have been Ruben Ruben Love. Um, he misses the tackle and it was quite key in the in the in the scheme of 
in the biggest scheme of things, even though Nick White missed that conversion, that, that was enough just to give them that two-point lead. And, you know, for the Hurricanes, it's a game to look at look at those missed opportunities, those kicks, especially the second one and the very last one that Geordie Barrett missed. Usually that's the sort of kick he pretty much eats, eats, eats for breakfast. Um, I haven't seen all the game. I've had to rely on the, on, on the highlights. And obviously the big talking point is the knock-on. And, and listen, it clearly was a knock-on to me. Um, so there's no real controversy, controversy in there, I suppose, at the end of the day. When you've had that that many opportunities, there's nobody else to blame but yourselves. Yeah, and um, look, the that Ikatel trial. Why didn't he go closer to the posts? He, he runs over, dives over, and there's no one near him. He so could go closer. Now, Stephen, here's a question for you: Did him not? Uh, uh, did, did that misconversion actually help the um, Brumbies to win this game? Because with a two point lead. The um, the Hurricanes knew a conversion, uh, sorry, a penalty would win it. Now, if they if if they if the uh, Brumbies had been four points up, then the Hurricanes probably would not have kicked those, would not have attempted those last two penalties at goal, yeah. and would have gone for the try. So, um, one of those ones where um, yes, whilst uh, uh, whilst it looked like a mistake, well, it was a mistake. Let's be blunt, it was the wrong I, thing to do. May have saved them. It's like I I think. I think going back to that final kick, and, and like I say, I only really watch the highlights. But when you've missed your your first one in, in the first three three minutes of the second half, then you've missed another one from a longer range. But we know that distance is not a issue for Geordie Barrett. Yep. I just wonder by the time he got to that third one, if he pretty much got the yips because it almost seemed to me he rushed it. You know, it, it, to me, there was a, a little bit of a difference in the, in um, oh, what, what is, in in terms of um, his 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 setup. Everything was rushed. It was it was really 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 um, really mixed. His cadence is what I'm trying to say. He's got got yep. all these steps, got all these steps, and um, he just seemed to rush it. But you are probably right. If if they need like any team. Um, and given that they had scored earlier from a, from a line out throw, would have would have put a bit of pressure on the throw, no doubt. But um, yeah, I guess we'll never know. But uh, yeah, there were some pretty sad images of him sitting in the dressing room on his own in the corner with with head in hand. So uh, I think it was pretty much uh, they probably know the game is up. That, that loss has probably pretty much resigned them as um, also reigns for the 2021 season. Now, look, we, we shouldn't be judging Geordie Barrett on this one game as far as this season goes. He has carried this Hurricanes team at times this this um, this year uh, and uh, and really has upped his game. Um, so, yeah, he should not be sat in the corner on his own um, like that with his head in his hands. Uh, his teammates need to get around him because he should, yeah, he's not the man to blame um, for how the cup, for, for wherever the Hurricanes finish. Mm. Um, this season, um, Go Willie on Twitter says, "Everyone in Canterbury will be hanging, uh, banging their house down for Will Jordan being selected ahead of Geordie missed twice." Barrett, uh, look, when it comes to the All Blacks, though, he won't have to kick because we'll have Rich Moanga or Bowden Barrett at ten. So it's not his; he isn't going to be selected for his kicking. He's going to be selected for his all-round um, uh, fullback play, which has been superb for a lot of this season. Mm-hmm. I think I think um, you know uh, I, I can kind of understand uh, we go go Willie is is is, is coming from um, you know we certainly just want to say we're not being quick to jump on 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 Will Jordan's back or any anybody else's back but you know sometimes we when when you see a player go to that next level that test level there's so many little little tick boxes and sometimes um, you know the media supporters can get really super excited about what a player is doing, but sometimes that that one thing that he's doing well, we know what he's good at. He's capable of taking opportunities, scoring try, but uh, international rugby is a place that you need an all-round game. It, it's, as, it's, as, it's as simple as that. You've got to be pretty much the full package. Um, you know, so it's just, to me, for somebody like uh, Will Jordan, for him, it's, it's, it's something to work on. And I think... 
for the likes of Geordie Barrett. I think in the moment he he got the yips. He was down on confidence. Could he? Because he he'd actually missed a couple. And um, no, he, he can't blame himself for that. No. Um, I, I think Jordan is a couple of years away from being, uh, I'd say, a bit, a bit like uh, a bit like Jordy Barrett two, a couple of years ago. Jordan needs a couple of years of rugby. Uh, he'll be in the All Black squad. He just wouldn't be my first choice of thing. Um, <clears throat> we finished off today with the um, Chiefs versus the Rebels. Um, and uh, wow, will the Chiefs actually have a uh, two locks to finish the, finish the season with? Because Josh Lord, um, wow, uh, the... Um, I, I, I unfortunately missed the first couple of minutes of this game, so I missed his uh, his instant where he um, uh, where he had to go off for the blood bin and the HIA, which he failed. But um, when they looked at him in the second half on the sideline, he had a mighty black eye. His eye was closed, and it looked it did not look good. Um, so I'm not I'm expecting Josh Law probably not to be available next weekend with Arcoy already already out with uh, some sort of neck injury. Boy, it's uh, the, uh, the 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 lock stocks are pretty low at uh, for the Chiefs. But they are, Paul. Um, I, I know I was uh, basically reading somewhere where he's um, where he actually seemed to have uh, collected a a, um, a boot to the face. So um, yeah, got, apparently got hurt in the first few minutes. Looked like an accidental accidental boot to the face. Um, so yeah, just really bad luck for him, and he he did go down in the hip. As well, I think also Tupuvai at stages during the game went went down as well. I think he uh, ding ding the shoulder. So yeah, they 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 will definitely need to uh, get some players from from somewhere. Whether they call a, a couple across from New Zealand or just basically rely on what they've got in their squad, maybe having to push uh, uh, maybe somebody like Solakula to lock. Maybe so. I mean, Brown also um, spent some time down at the end who who come on uh, as a replacement lock, but he's more a six. Um, they also have um, Capelai uh, um, uh, Cap- uh, um, out there as well. Um, so yeah, so look, um, it's going to be uh, interesting to see um, how this one um, goes. Um, uh, the uh, that first try that was not given for the Chiefs. There's no way there was obstruction. Oh, here we go. So yes, I'm going to disagree with you, Go Willie, because and once again, I don't want to jump ahead, but late late in the game, the Rebels scored a very similar similar try, and the referee went to the TMO and found. And to me, it looked very much the same at the time. I, I, and I thought if they'd awarded that try, then then you've got a problem. Your comment is is very much correct, but in, in the scheme of things, listen, both tries were ruled out, and that's all you can ask for is consistency. Yeah, we had consistency within the game um, at the very least. Now, w- would they have been disallowed another night? Who knows? Um, but we had consistency in the game uh, for this one. In both cases, the dummy runner runs forward and then basically stands still. To be a nice to, to whereas if they kept moving, they get out of the way and the players then um, have their opportunity. Then the, the 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 defending player has the opportunity to either make or miss the tackle. But because they don't keep moving, that isn't allowed uh, and doesn't some um, doesn't happen. So look, they did it both ways, um, so that's fine by me. We had a couple of tries um, that were held up. This one and uh, we had the uh, goal line dropouts, which I know you're not a fan of. Uh, I think you you think that the attacking team needs to get more of a uh, an, an advantage for that. Uh, and um, in previous weeks, where I've seen them seeing kicks perhaps not go so long, and they've been charged back a long way, um, I've thought they actually get quite a good advantage from um, those goal line dropouts. But this evening, there wasn't that much of an advantage. And I think I'm, I'm starting to come I'm starting to come around to your your view of this one that actually yeah, the goal line dropout doesn't give enough advantage to the to the team that's got held up. No, no, I, I don't think it does. And I'm actually still trying to find a, a reason in my head to why they actually tread that path. Oh, oh basically, it's been done because the uh, to um, speed up the game and have less time lost to um, to scrums is the idea. Well, we might as well just not have big grunters in the front row and just have a league scrum just, just, the, just um, to hold it. But do we really want to go there? No, we still. You know what? It, it just takes 
you know, we, we've always believed this is the game for every size. And uh, I, I still want to see the, the, the big, strong, strong scrum, scrummaging props. I, you know, I just want to see contests. Um, you know, even yesterday I commentated a, um, a, a trial game. And what I, what, whilst the game wasn't a great game, one good thing about it, boy, we had good scrum contests. And when I spoke to one of the coaches of this particular provincial team, he was wrapped with the contests because you actually had scrums that were locked together and you could just see them pushing, pushing. Nobody nobody would move. Um, yeah, and, and, and it is a source of weapon. If you have got a scrum, you should be rewarded. Yeah, and Octonal Wright says, yeah, look, uh, and the game flows better with goal line dropout. Selfish forwards did this to themselves over scrums. Look, um, <laughs> there, 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 look, there is... Nocturnal, did you play in the backs? You must I, I, of, of course he did. Absolutely. Now, look, did. I... <laughs> um, the um, yeah, well, was that the north, the north and north south game? Yes, it was. Um, I can tell you that without, <laughs> that was, um, but um, when you're looking at the uh, but I, the, the problem is that teams every single scrum now, one of the players will take a knee and the water boy, the water bowls boys will come on, um, and we just take an age for it to happen. Uh, so to a certain degree, nocturnal rights is correct. If forwards didn't take so long to set scrums, it wouldn't be a problem. Um, I think we just ban water boys. Um, and uh, not so much, he was a blind side before moving to the left wing. There we go. Um, but we just ban water boys coming on for um, prior to scrums. Um, and uh, medics can come on, but medics aren't allowed to carry water bottles. Um, so let's just try and, uh, in, in, in a way, to try, and, to try and speed things up because, yeah, we just lose so much time to them taking a rest and getting themselves fully prepared, doing what basically what a goal kicker does before kicking. But we don't we don't want to do that for every single scrum. Sorry guys. I'm sure I'm sure, I'm sure Nocturnal, you played blindside, but you spent most of your time out on the wing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um now go Willie, I'm afraid I think you've got some um, you've got your one-eyed glasses on here. Um, it just seems that every time a New Zealand team scores in Oz all tries are checked. The majority of Aussie tries are given off the bat. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Uh, they do check pretty much all of them. Um, look, Aaron says, yeah, refs should take control. And we do, we'd love refs to take take control of games a lot more. Turn around to players and go, look, you can ask me why I've given something, but you can't, uh, you, you can't, uh, you can't, uh, you can't shout at me to give you something. Um, and uh, you, you, the only word you're allowed to say is, why did you give that, sir? Not, um, shouldn't that guy get a yellow card, sir? No, that's not what we should be asking. Just ask, why did you give that if you don't understand? Otherwise, get on with the game and stop talking to the refs and waving your hands around. Paul, um, I must admit, after 19 minutes, um, I actually thought this game was going to be a romp because I, I pretty much put on our, uh, I think our, our rugby chat, oh my God, I think I hope this is not a one-sided. But then again, somebody it was almost like somebody decided to have a half-time break doing the first half because that's what that's what it actually that's what it actually felt like because all of was, a sudden it, it was a half of two halves um, uh, yeah it was it was definitely a half of two halves it was almost it was almost like the rebels who basically were getting out physical out scrummed um couldn't couldn't you know we're just making such basic errors couldn't win their lineouts would just drop passes and i thought man if, if this is a theme if this is a continuous theme, this is gonna this is gonna be a thumping, and it's almost like they did, they did the full reversal because all of a sudden you saw a dominant you saw a dominant um, scrum from the uh, the Melbourne uh, Rebels, which might which may have been a byproduct of the injuries to the locks. Um, whether that's had anything to do with it, I don't know, but it was almost like they had swapped jerseys. It's how dominant they were, and. All of a sudden, you, you saw the rebels getting a bit of ball, holding a bit of ball, getting a little bit of a you know, getting a, a nice couple of bounces. Uh, I think it might have been the second try for the kick ahead. There was a bounce, and, and before you know it, wow, they're well back in the game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that first try by the for, for the Chiefs involved um, uh, so a, 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 the the rebels being too adventurous. A uh, missed four players pass, hit the grass, and so Akula picked it up and they scored. Anson Brown showing that he is in some of his finest form um, of the uh, of, of, of his life at the moment, scoring a couple of tries. And yet, right, 19-0 after 24 minutes. 
only for the game to be 19 all at half time with a pushover try. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, what the as you, yeah, you, you, I, I, I luckily came into the group um, as it was half time and said, Hey, look, they've come they're back in it, and you were like, Yeah, okay, Paul, but yeah, well, well done with 2020 vision, thank you very much. Um, but um, the uh, in, in the second half, look, the uh, the, the Chiefs came out, um, and um, whilst the uh, Rebels sort of kept themselves just about in touch. It, they never got close enough that they actually thought they were going to win the game. Um, the, um, uh, the, uh, the, the the Chiefs got a couple of um, uh, got, got uh, a, um, a couple of uh, scores. Um, uh, Tia Tia scored out wide uh, the, uh, after um, the uh, Chiefs got the other hand at the scrum time. Um, and then uh, the uh, rebels just scrambling from the line out. The scramble defense. You think, oh yes, they've, they've got this. Just they've, they've, they've just about got this under control. But the Chiefs' basic skills under pressure to get the ball out in front of a player, not throwing not throwing balls behind players, not throwing balls on the grass, meant that they they kept the momentum forward and they got some. They got the try. Uh, that was just really good, simple, not simple skills, basic skills done very well under pressure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was also going to say, uh, probably the best game I've seen from uh, Nicerani this year, the mm. uh, the number eight, you know, scored a couple of tries in, in, that, in that first half. And I just thought he was a colossus. He just gave them so much go forward. And, um, and of course, there was uh, Elof who'd been given, he was basically getting his, his proverbial handed to him at, at scrum time. All of a sudden, he came into play and was... Was, was getting out of the advantage line and getting a good, good some good runs in, and all of a sudden the rebels start getting quick, quick ball. And boy, it's it's amazing what sort of momentum you can gain from that. You can look at the thirty-one twenty-six. You're just five points down. You're you, you're smack bang in front of the posts. You, they don't take the three. They take a tap and go and get held up over the line. And you're like, yeah, guys, you should have taken the three at that point. Made it a two-point game. Because um, uh, in the end. Uh, the um, they also had that disallowed try, but um, the Chiefs stretched it out to a ten point lead. Uh, both sides then going for the bonus point. The try the uh, Chiefs trying to get that try bonus point. Third three three more tries. The Rebels trying to get the losing bonus point. Um, so we had plenty of uh, of, of, of extra time, uh, but eventually got knocked on, uh, and neither neither of them managed to do it in the end. And the Chiefs uh, Chiefs got themselves home. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's not going to be. Like you say, I think they'd be pretty happy to 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 uh, to take the win. But um, really, at the end of the day, you know, and and you'll get to the table at the moment. I think maybe even for them, a little bit too much to do to make those finals. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, as soon as they lost the game, you, you kind of like that said they're 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 out of the final. So the uh, the table has the Blues at the top on nineteen points with a uh, points difference of one hundred and nine. Um, in um, uh, the uh, and uh, just trying to remember who they've got to play next weekend. Actually, I'll just bring it up. Uh, force, force. So they, they've got the force next weekend, which you've got to say uh, looks um, is a very winnable game, especially uh, as that as at um, uh, is in Eden Park. Um, so uh, you've got to say the Blues on track at the moment to uh, make that final. Uh, in second place, we have the Highlanders on 18 points with 82. Uh, plus 82 points difference, they have to go to the uh, Brumbies. So um, over in Canberra, so a tough final game for the Highlanders there. But I think, I think they're more than capable, though. You know, they they gave. Um, I, I I think I think they've got more depth than, say, for example, what we saw with the Highlanders last night. I think they'll be better at set piece. I think they'll be more competitive at. Um, at, at breakdown as well, and you know when you got some wily heads like Ash Dixon and 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 and, like, and Aaron Smith, Michael Collins playing some really good rugby at the moment. Nariki on fire. Hopefully, whatever knock he took today isn't oh not not today, but last night isn't too bad. Um, I, I think they're more they're more than a shot. There's so much for them to play for. Um, you know they they ride out of town with with uh, with five five points. And uh, if they can keep their aggr aggregate reasonably high, um, boy, will it come down to four? It comes down to four and against at the end of the day, Paul. 
Uh, that's what it looks like it might do. Um, and uh, uh, Steam's giving you a full preview for next week, so I won't bother the preview show this week. It'll be all good. Um, the, um, <laughs> um, in third place, we've got the Crusaders also on 18 points with plus 71. So they're 11 points, points difference less um, than the uh, Highlanders. Um, the uh, Crusaders uh, have the uh, travel to Melbourne to play the Rebels or travel to Sydney to play the Rebels. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Probably Sydney, you'd have to think. But uh, it might be the if they open up the travel restrictions, then uh, they'll probably go play in Melbourne. Um, the important thing for the Crusaders is that the Highlanders play on Friday night, but the Crusaders play on Saturday. So they will know what they have to do, whereas the Highlanders just have to go as big as they can. Um, so yet again, the uh, schedule works out just about perfectly for the Crusaders there um, on this one. Isn't is 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 isn't that uh, is, is isn't that a, a coincidence? Oh, actually, if we if we wait about thirty seconds, Aaron, <laughs> come on, Aaron, come on, get, get that last piece of in in in, in, um, in fourth place we've got the Hurricanes on uh, sixteen points on uh, plus seventy three so two points points difference better than the Crusaders but uh, look um, you got to you got to think that both the uh, Crusaders and Highlanders good chances of getting those um, at least one of them will get a try bonus point uh, which means the Hurricanes finishing on um, twenty one points it just won't be enough for them uh, fifth place we've got uh, the Chiefs on fourteen. So, yes, they're well and truly out of it. Uh, sorry, the, the Hurricanes um, are, have, uh, have got the Reds next weekend as well. Um, at home, though, uh, which is important for them. Uh, finally, the Chiefs uh, in fifth place on 14 points. They have the Waratahs in Sydney um, in the last game of the round, but that's a bit of a dead rubber. Um, talking about more to play for, for the Highlanders against the, against the Brumbies, well, the Brumbies... And the Queensland Reds, both on five points, folks. So uh, the Brumbies currently have the better points difference than the Reds. Uh, so uh, could, um, there is still bragging rights as to the best team in Australia up for grabs between those two. Um, the Western Force on one point could snag it because if they get a try bonus point win against the Crusaders, don't laugh, everybody. Um, and then the Western Force could climb up into sixth place and be the best, uh, best Aussie side. Uh, Melbourne Rebels and uh, in ninth with the Stars in 10th. Both, neither of those teams have got any points yet um, so far um, in this competition. Um, one of the interesting things, though, is that um, the uh, Waratahs have got officially the best attack in Australia with uh, having scored 120 points, unfortunately, uh, which is more than any of the other Australian teams. Unfortunately, they've also allowed... 225 points which is um 62 points better uh, worse than the next than the next worst defense i think when they were given instructions they were told i think your best form of uh your best form of attack is going to be your defense or maybe best defense attack yes <laughs> <laughs> um, so over the four games so far they've allowed 34 tries wow um, and scored 15 um so uh, with that one um, the um, <laughs> Go Williams said, "Be careful! You'd be tired and feathered for saying that in Canterbury." I think he's referring to my comment there that the force might be the uh, might be the Crusaders to the try bonus point. Um, <laughs> no, that, that's the that, one. Won't be the force. You thought you were thinking of the rebels because uh, the, uh, they, yeah. they, they hit their bite. Last oh, sorry, the rebels. Yeah, the rebels. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I, yes, I can't see the rebels beating the. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, the Western Force would have to beat the Blues with a try bonus point to um, to become the best team. In uh, Super Rugby, the best Australian team in the, in the competition. Uh, if that happens, <laughs> I can't. I can't see the Blues forwards allowing it. I can see the, the Blues back the, allowing it to happen, but the Blues forwards won't an, allow it to happen. No, that would be an upset of of absolutely epic, epic, epic proportions. So yeah, so just running through them, we've got the Hurricanes versus the Reds at seven o'clock on Friday, um, followed by the Brumbies versus the Highlanders at uh, nine forty-five. This is all New Zealand time, folks. Saturday, triple header. 4.35, we have the Rebels versus the Crusaders. Um, uh, COVID depending, obviously, on that one in particular. Uh, everything in life is COVID depending, but that one is most likely to move. Uh, we then go to Eden Park for the Blues versus the Force at 7 p.m. And finally, the Waratahs versus the Chiefs um, at uh, 9.45 next Saturday. Um, and also, right, so the Crusaders coach will be livid. Training might be a bit intense this week. Well, yes, there's probably an element of that. 
um, as well. But um, thank you very much, Stephen, for joining me. Uh, don't forget, folks, to join us on Tuesday at 8 p.m., where Stephen will tell us all about uh, the um, the naughty goings on of ex All Blacks who have drunk too much at the uh, at the um, Northland uh, Centennial dinner, um, and what other things were, were were going on there. What goes on tour stays on Facebook. Stays on tour. Um, yep, you got to it. Stays on Facebook, as they say. Um, <laughs> um, the uh, hope you've all had a wonderful um, weekend of rugby, folks. Thank you very much for joining me, Stephen, and. Uh, Catch you all later. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.